This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now all the way in Spain, it's very late in Spain, is Steve Reynolds. In this episode, we're going to look back at Fulham's 2-1 to loss to Tottenham Hotspur. It seems like a long time ago, but we'll talk a little bit about that. Later on, we will then talk about the transfer window. I'll ask Steve to give a rating from 1-10 to 10 on the transfer window. I'll give a rating as well. And at the very end of the show, we'll do a quick, I guess you could say, Chelsea preview. We're going to talk about Thomas Tuchel getting sacked by Chelsea. And what does that mean for Fulham? Does it give Fulham a leg up against Chelsea? It might. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Okay. Before we do anything else, Steve, you and I talk on a regular basis. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. It is late for you. It's fine, mate. It's fine. Um, Yeah. it's. it's been a strange few weeks. It's been a strange week. Uh, we had the lot of, the loss against Arsenal, which um, I thought we played very, very well. Uh, we picked ourselves up against Brighton, and as Brighton are at the moment, I think it was very, very good results. And then we played Spurs, where we were not at our best. Right. But in pure Potemish manner we could have actually got deflection scored and got the uh a draw so exactly. it's, 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 i think i think as a whole i think it sums up how the season has gone um right i think beginning of the season you said could we get a where we are at the moment the number of points we've got i would have said probably most fun supporters probably would have said Probably not. I think I think the games we've lost, we have been very competitive. And that is what matters. Um, we have not rolled over, it, you know, anything along those lines. Um, so I'm 
Uh, I'm fairly optimistic, and as you well know, Russ, we've been speaking for many years. I've always been the half glass empty. Uh, but oh. I, I think <laughs> now I think we've got a good side here. Um, I think we've got a good manager, and I think we've got a good formation. And I, I think we're going to have to. I think we're going to uh, have. We will have defeats. Yep. We might have maybe one, two, maybe even three on the trot. But I think you've got to stick with him. Uh, certainly with Marco, because he just seems to me. Um, he seems to get players working for him. Um, you know, I, I won't go through the Metro saga regarding Parker. Right. I mean, obviously, if Parker, uh, if Chelsea signed Parker, uh, <laughs> great. Um, I'm there. Um, you know. Um, uh, but I think, you know, on the whole, um, it's okay. Uh, as far as we've got Tottenham, oh, how do you look at it? Um, poor yep. first half. Yep. Obviously, we had the injury to uh, Jedi. Yeah, we'll uh, talk about we, that in a second. Yeah, you know, so there, there was a lot, going, a lot going on in the first half, I think. Right. Um, I don't think we came out, out the traps, as they say. Okay, well. We're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail in a second, Steve. I just want to also mention to everyone, please do subscribe on our YouTube channel. It helps other film supporters find us. I do have to mention, Talk is now part of the TalkSport Fan Network. And what that means is that we're going to be part of this network that's all of these podcasts. Hopefully, their plan is to have a podcast representing each club. And uh, we're just going to be part of that. And uh, I think it's going to be something that's going to help us reach more fans of not just Fulham, but of other clubs. Talk sport is huge. And this is a big deal for us. I've been doing the podcast now for over 11 years. And to be doing this network with Talk Sport is a huge deal for us. And uh, I look forward to seeing where this takes Cottage Talk. So that's my big announcement that Cottage Talk is now part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. You'll be able to listen to it now as part of ACAST. This is a growing network that they're going to be doing a huge announcement after the World Cup that's going to be promoting the Talk Sport Fan Network. We're kind of on the ground level now. We're, we're in the beginning stages, but I think this is going to be great, Steve. And uh, I look forward to seeing where this, this network takes uh, Cottage Talk. I think it gives us uh, basically a wider audience, um, more interest from not uh, mainly Fulham fans, but I think from other fans. Um, yep. I mean, I, you know, I hate to say it, but I uh, subscribe to Back of the Net, which is the Bournemouth podcast. Not because I particularly like Bournemouth, but I think they do a very good podcast. And they I do. Think on the whole, they are fairly... Fairly honest uh, in relation to how, how the team plays. So I think, you know, if you look at it from that sense, I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's a good, good, uh, good venture. Well, I, I hope it is too, my friend. I look forward to seeing where this takes uh, Cottage Talk. And um, I'm happy to be a part of now the Talk Sport Fan Network. Okay, Steve, before we get into talking about 
the last match. We won't spend too much time because there are other topics I want to talk about. I have to share a couple comments. This is from my friend Chris Goodwin, who's a Liverpool supporter. Chris, I kind of feel for you a little bit right now. Hello, Russ. Watching Cottage Talk this evening is far better than watching the Champions League this evening. Sorry to um, hear that, Chris. Uh, Russ, I, I would just uh, interject basically uh, the, the Fulham Shadow, uh, who's not around this evening, is yep. as you both know and I am also an Napoli fan. I know. I know you are um, a Napoli supporter and, too. I know. And I, I have Sorry, Chris, by the way. I've been getting sexes left, right, and centre from the media. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, I love your comments, but yep. tonight I'm, I'm totally Napoli. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, uh, I just want to share a couple more comments. This is from our friend here. Phantom of many topics. When is your FFC versus CFC preview show? I'm hoping to do one either tomorrow or Friday, but again, uh, we'll see how that goes. Just scheduling issues. Well, hopefully I, I will have that, but we'll also be talking a little bit of Chelsea at the end of the show. And our friend here also says Chelsea lost. Tuchel should be easy to beat at Craven Cottage. No, I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think it's it could be a factor in – the way of uh, foam, but we shall see. Let's see. Uh, and of course, Chris Goodwin at the very end says, this makes it worse. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm, I'm really sorry. Sorry, okay. mate. <laughs> okay. So, Steve, let's get into it. You, you kind of shared your opening thoughts on the loss, and I'll share mine. And like I said, we're not going to spend too much time on this. My thoughts of this, like you've already mentioned, Fulham have uh, played Arsenal. they Beaten Brighton, and we're finding out that Brighton Hove Albion is a quality side. And then you follow that up again in North London facing Tottenham Hotspur, and you make them work for a victory, which they probably thought was going to be a lot easier than it should have been. And it, it, it was tough. They made it tough on them. Fulham were not at their best. You have to give Tottenham Hotspur a lot of credit for that, Steve, because they made it tough on Fulham. They had a nice setup the way that Conte set them up really hurt Fulham, especially in the first half. But to force them to grind out a victory in the end, especially when you have the injury to Anthony Robinson, which I think changed the match, um, you could have gotten yeah. a point from think, this, Steve. Yeah. I think losing Jedi was, um, was very difficult because you had to bring on um, uh, Kevin uh, Mababu. And to be honest, uh, there was a lot of criticism about his performance, but I'm sorry, uh, he's a, he plays on the right, he doesn't play on the left. Um, he did his best, and I think that's how it should stand. Uh, I think yeah. first half, we, we didn't come out the traps. Um, I think we could have been quite easy three certainly 3-0 down um, if they had taken their chances. But I think what worried me was the fact that the way their wingers pressed uh, with, obviously, you've got Son and Kane sitting there, but the way they pressed forward that right. left Tosin, Remy, they looked a bit exposed. I think they got together at um, half-time I, this, you know, sorted out. Right. 
And I think that's why the second half, I thought we, were, we looked a lot better, second half. Um, I would say the injection of, yeah, he's going to be probably a sub most games, but I'm sorry, but uh, Kearney, he looks so comfortable on the ball. He finds that, he finds the extra space. I know everyone's writing him off, but we've written off a lot of players uh, at Fulham for many a time. But um, I thought he made a difference. I thought, I think uh, Vinicius, I think we got something there, maybe. Okay. You know, he's chunkier. He's, he's a better, he's more, he's shorter than Munez. Right. But he's got that centre of gravity. So I think, you know, I'm not that disappointed, to be honest. Okay. At the end of the day. Um, I don't know what you think, Ross. I mean. Yeah, I'm not that disappointed, Stephen. Uh, I think I'm about to give you a new nickname. Since we have the foam shadow, Emilio Danello, we're going to call you the Spanish foam shadow based on the fact that I can just see a little bit of you. So yeah, I know. Unfortunately, um, as opposed to a lot of places, uh, been in Spain, um, it's still about twenty-four degrees. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, we, this is outside. Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm uh, four thousand feet up in the mountains, so uh, it's different. Uh, well, Steve, I really appreciate you joining me. I have to share one more comment from our friend Chris Goodwin, who's a Liverpool supporter. To really complete my night, one of the Napoli goal scorers was an ex-Fulham player, yeah, Andre Frank Zambo, in case I knew that. So, yeah. Chris, I'm sorry about that, Chris. Very sorry about that, Chris. By the way, you got your shots on me earlier with Patriots 4th and 2, so so we're even now. We're even now. You, you, again, you were just talking a little bit about what was said on my other show, so but thank you. And I always love the fact that you watch this, Chris, even though you're a Liverpool supporter. So thank you. Okay, my friend, let's let's get to this. I got an interesting question for you because you just said this to me that you're not too bothered. I'm not too bothered by this. But I've also seen this commentary on Twitter after the match, not just by, from one, but I've got to say more than a few. So I'm going to ask you the question. Was this a wake-up call for Fulham? Was this basically saying – to Fulham, listen, you're not as good as you think you are, and you could still really have a club do a number on you. I'll just yeah. get us started I'll, before I go to you, and I'll, and I'll say this is not a wake-up call for Fulham. I would say this is a wake-up call for the rest of the week because, for me, it just solidifies that it doesn't matter who you are. Well, I should say until we see Man City, that might be a different story. But basically, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter – who you are, except we'll say Man City. We're going to give you a match. Injured. Yeah. If Holland's yeah. injured, I'm okay. Right, right. <laughs> right. But that Fulham are going to make it hard on you, no matter who you are. And mm. that, to me, is the wake-up call for the rest of the league, that you can't yeah, be expecting think, an, a very easy match from Fulham. Yeah, I mean, I think um, there were two aspects to it. I think one aspect will probably come on to as you say, uh, i.e. the people we got in the transfer window. Um, and that was one position that was needed that we have not got. Um, I think I think a lot of teams, and I'm glad, as a journalist, I'm glad to say, 
most journalists uh, on the football side, well, we were bottom. We we were out. We were going to go out. We're going to go down. End of. I think a lot. I think after the Liverpool game, first game of the season, and if I remember last time, I think it was Arsenal. We got yes, it was Arsenal. Yeah, we got stuffed. Liverpool. I think a lot of teams suddenly looked up and thought, "Whoa, hang on." Um, and then that's continued. Right. We're not going to get. It's not going to be championship. We're not going to get uh, wins week in week out. We're going to go through. As I say, we're going to go maybe two, three games without a win. Right. But we we are nicking, and deservedly so. Also, we are nicking games. By right. the way, we are playing, and I think. Right. And the one thing I have noticed. Um, and we are going back to the wonderful uh, days of Roy Hodgson when Craven Cottage was a fortress. We might lose away, but we didn't often lose at home. Um, and right. I think that with the atmosphere, I haven't been there that this season yet. Hopefully, going to get over. Uh, next, I don't know. I've got to sort all of that out, but. The fans are behind the team. They are behind uh, Silver. They are behind the ethos that Silver is putting forward. Okay. And that you've got totally to Totally agree, Steve. And that, to me, is the difference. I'm glad that you said that. And I'm glad that you talked about Craven College being a fortress again because I have not yeah. seen them look like this. And listen, we've seen some very good sides under Savisa, dare I yep. say, al already under Marco. We've already seen a really good side. I've not seen this type of team since Roy's teams. I, I've not seen it. I've actually messaged Dan Crawford this this feeling yeah. that when teams come to Craven Cottage, they're going to know that it's going to be very difficult on them because it, it is now going to be a fortress again. I've not felt like that since Roy Hodson. I've not. I didn't feel like that under any other manager. I'm, and I'm including Savisa, I'm including Mark Hughes, I'm including some of these managers that had good teams at Fulham, you, you know, but it doesn't, but yeah. it's just um, a different yeah. feel to it, Steve. It's a fortress I, I, again. Yeah, I, I, I would put Tagana, uh, the team of Tagana, uh, I thought you're going back, you know, a while now, yeah. but um, that to me was great. It's a, it a beautiful team to watch, Saha and everyone else. But I think it's it's the build-up that's it's slowly getting, certainly at home, it's building up whereby you're sitting there saying, actually, we don't really fear anybody. No. I, could, I know we're going to get onto the uh, Chelsea uh, yes. later on. Yep. But teams like that, we would fear. Now, There's no fear right now for us. Exactly. And I think that is what Silver has brought. And yep. I think also, you've got, I think a lot of credit's got to go also to the back the back boys. Boa, Boa Morte. Um, yeah, his whole coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they were. And also, I know they do the, like, the... Uh, 
on the foot and podcast um uh, ffc tv yep but you can see there's almost like a unity amongst the players right and that i think has been missing i think it's missing under certainly mr parker put it oh. that way and be polite um and I, I i just think it's i'm licking a word from roy which is belief right and right. leave and, and you know and i i think that we're starting to get that back as a as a uh as a team as a supporter there's that i don't know it's just something there you know well, well again i have not been to craven cottage obviously you have steve and I'm just going by what everyone's been saying and also what I'm feeling when I'm watching these matches. And you could tell a different atmosphere at Craven Cottage this season. It's been different. And yeah. it's only going yeah. to get better as they release more seats, and they are releasing more seats in the Riverside stand. When that is completely full, it could get to the point where Craven Cottage is, is intimidating. And yeah. I'm not saying that it's not already but I think it's going to go to a different level where we've always wanted Craven Cottage to be what it was in the past, a fortress. Yeah, yeah. And it's getting I mean, to that point again. Yeah, you can take teams like uh, in the Premiership at the time, uh, teams like Burnley, Sheffield United. Difficult places to go. You didn't, you, it didn't matter whether you lived Port Man United, you didn't want to go there. No, you know, um, and that's what we need at Fulham to build that, you know, that that, uh, right. that you know, right. get that uh, behind, get just get behind the kids, uh, the lads, everything, you know. Um, but that's why. But again, Steve, that's why I don't see this as a wake up call for Fulham with the loss to Spurs. I actually think it's a wake up call, like I mentioned, to the rest of the league, all the supporters that. You're going to be in a match, every single match with Fulham. And when yeah. you come to Craven Cottage, it's going to be even tougher on you because it really is a fortress now. Yeah, I, I think, um, to be honest, I think the defining month is going to be October. Yep. Except the, the games we've got in October are going yep. to be the defining games. Um, totally agree. Because totally they agree. are a lot of games where we can pick up a lot of points. Um then you've got your World Cup break, and then I think is it March? We've got a we've got a good run in March. I think a lot I, of I believe games. it is March. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. Okay, um, good stuff, my friend. I'm going to share another comment. This is from our friend Val, who's a good friend of the Fulham Shadow. He says, even though I can't stand Spurs, I like them to lose every game but they were far better than us in the first half. And we really had only the last 15 minutes. We have to be on our game and up for every game from now. And I agree with Val on that. And I think the substitutions helped. I agree that the substitutions helped. But in the end, as I said, Steve, as we go through this and we talk about this match, and I don't want to spend way too much time on it. When I look at it, and if this is Fulham at their worst and to lose two to one, that's progress. Yeah, I, I I think any Fulham fan would have taken what we've got so far this season uh, quite happily. Uh, you know, after the games we played, they would be quite happy with that. 
Um, and I think it's a case of move up and move on. Um, exactly. We'll put it Exactly. And uh, I just want to mention, as we're recording this live, I just got a little notice on my phone that uh, Napoli won four to one. So sorry, Chris Goodwin. They won well, four to one. Yeah, I know. I know some a uh, certain person in Wimbledon, uh, <laughs> in London, who will be very, very happy. Um, yep, the foam shadow <laughs> and the Spanish shadow. Yeah, exactly. Spanish foam shadow are, are both very yeah. happy right now. So, my friend, let's just talk a little bit more about the match. Let's talk about the goals. Let's focus on that. So, let's talk about the goal near the end of the first half from Spurs and Ke Kevin and Babu was being pointed out. He did lose the ball here. But again, as you mentioned, he's playing out of position. But this is really a good quality goal from Hoiberg. Your thoughts on the first goal um, for, from Spurs? Yeah, I mean, it was a good quality goal. I mean, are we going to be picky? Um, if you want to be picky, you could say that uh, Reedy, arms behind his back, stood off uh, before the ball was actually played in. But that's been really picky. It was a good, it was a we got caught. Yep. Good goal. End of. Um, you know, um, I'm fed up picking out little bits here, little bits there. He should have been there. He should have been there. This happens in a split second, you know. Uh, so, um, it was a good goal, Ross. End of. Yeah. You know. I I agree. I agree. So, Fulham go into the half down one nil. What were your thoughts at halftime? Halftime, I think uh, we were poor. Um, I think I don't, I don't think we had any uh, any structure. I think we got called out by the attacking uh, the wings, both Tottenham wings. They're attacking. Down the wings, Session Young. Um, he had a great game. Uh, good luck to him. Uh, I know people say, "Well, they did it." I don't care. Good luck to the kid. Um, but I think we just got called out. Um, I think we regrouped second half, and it wasn't quite as easy. They weren't getting that width. We 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 stuck to the five. Uh, sorry. The four. Right. A lot of people would have gone the five on the back to try and stop the wings. But I thought we'd be uh, it's it's just gonna be one of those games. Um uh Kane's goal. Yeah, let's talk um, about his goal in the second half. Yeah, I don't know. I mean I've I've learned, I've seen a lot of stuff on uh social media. Was it offside? It's from close. What I can, yeah, what I can see technically is it's his hand. Um, in which case, it's not a part of his body. No. Yeah, it's not offside. Uh, it, it was close. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think um, I think we were stronger, more solid second half, um, which showed the. The fact we got the capacity to regroup and come forward. I mean, then you go on to Mitro's goal. Yep. Um, and I can remember uh, talking to you on the way home 
I yeah. haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> and I said, just watch it. And I think everyone talks about Mitro's uh, six 18-yard box headers, whatever, i.e. very close in. Right. And that was sublime. No two ways. That was absolute beauty. Um, and it, it, it was just, I think it showed the confidence Mitro's got that he had the opportunity, he saw the opening, and he went for it. Right. And I think I think that was one of the best goals he scored this season. I totally agree, Stephen. That was just a different class. That goal was different class, and it, it just shows. It was beautiful to watch. Right, it was. And we've been inundated with media, with supporters of other clubs saying, can he do it in the Premier League? And I keep saying, yeah. he's already done it in the Premier League. Yeah, he just didn't do it under Parker. And I'm sorry, I'm putting a lot of that on Parker last time we were in the Premier League. So if you want to yeah. hang your hat that he can't do it in the Premier League, you're dead wrong. He's going to prove you wrong. He has six goals already, Steve, which is amazing. Yeah. Yep. He's yep. not going to average one a, a game, but he's going to score a good amount of goals. I said 15. He might beat that way into I the season. I'd I, I go 18, 18 maybe yeah. this way. Um, I think he, I think his confidence is that high now. It's through the roof. It's through the um, roof. And I think also it applies generally around the team as a whole. Right. What silver, power multi are putting into the team. Right. Um, they're a confident team. Exactly. When they come out. It doesn't always work, agree, but right. generally they're a good, uh, you know, we're, we're just so full of confidence. Okay, good stuff, Steve. And what's interesting here, because again, they had their opportunity that uh, they could have been up three to one, obviously, that got taken Ooh. away from VAR, but it was the right call. But you know what? Fulham had a great opportunity for an equalizer. Yeah. And this actually was a, a tremendous save. It was deflected. This was going in that it top corner, great. Steve. It, it was, was going in. Super, yeah. It, it was, was a it, superb save by Lewis. Uh No two ways about it. Um, yeah. For him, Spooner, you're hard done, boy. You feel disappointed. But you, at the end of the day, you've got to give credit where credit is due. He has got a right. To the far on his right left hand side and yep. he just tipped it and it was a superb save it was um, it was and to be honest did we deserve a draw i might upset a few people but probably not i think tottenham probably edged it sure i don't um, think that's crazy to say Stephen, and i don't think it's wrong to say but with that said they were we the better team they yeah, were the better team. Be yeah. Right, right. Fulham would have been fortunate to get a point there. But here's yeah. the thing. They were still in position to get a point, not playing their best. And honestly, exactly. as I've heard from many Tottenham supporters, and I've seen it across social media, that was their best match. So you got them at their best, and they only won yes. two to one. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. I saw that uh, on several, uh, a few of the Tottenham websites. Um, saying, saying that this was their best performance. That is the best they have played. Uh, everybody just clicked. 
and we only went down two one and we could have nicked <laughs> just it. think about that yeah just, yeah just... come on um don't get don't get this hot just keep plowing on exactly you exactly know. exactly steve listen let's finish this up by get getting your man of the match who was your man of the match um i thought Helena again problem another yellow um he was good but i'm sorry just for the just for the vitro goal um it was absolutely it was Mitro. Uh, it was sublime. Okay. I understand. I'm actually going to go with Mitro as well because Fulham are very dangerous when he's dangerous. But I will say this, that I can't believe I'm going to say this, but right now the three Fulham players that Fulham can't afford to lose right now towards injury, towards red card to being out for suspension would be Mitro. Paulinha and Anthony Robinson. I can't believe I'm saying Anthony Robinson, but I have well, to say it. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. I mean, you've been a bit of a critic. Um, I've been a bit of a critic at times. I've been, um, a, I've been more than a little bit of a critic. Yeah, so. I'm, I, hey, I'm being polite. Uh, <laughs> I think um, Paulinha, I'm sorry, but you're going to, what you've got is what you're going to get. He's going to pick up another yellow. We're going to, he's going to get a one day, one day, um, a record, one match off. Yep. Um, that's you're gonna. You've just got to put up with that. I think. Uh, I think we have to accept that. Um, okay. As a whole, and that's what's going to happen. Okay. Very good. All right. Coming up next, Steve and I will in the second half of the show talk about the transfer window. Our thoughts on it overall. And we'll end with our thoughts on the upcoming match with Chelsea as Thomas Tuchel got sacked. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, Steve, back to you. Let's get to talking about the transfer window. You and I talk a great deal during the week. So let's just go through your thoughts on overall on the transfer window. Give me a rating from 1 to 10 if you're watching live. We have a few people watching live. I know it's late in England, uh, but if you're watching live, feel free to give us a rating overall on the transfer window. Before I get your rating, and I'm not going to give a rating until I hear yours, I'm just going to say that I think that Fulham got a good amount of quality here, Steve. Did they get everything uh, that they need? The answer would be no. 
because I think that they needed some more help in central midfield. I don't think that they got enough backup. I felt that they needed backup to Paulinho in the case that he gets suspended or gets injured. So they don't have backup. If you're telling me it's Nathaniel Chalaba, well, then I'm telling you you're wrong because I don't think he's proper backup for Paulinho, but he might have to be backup for Paulinho. But if you look at overall, and I'm going to tell you the best signing for me, Paulinho is the best signing, but I haven't told you this. The second best signing for me is Daniel James, and the third is Leno. I think Daniel James is going to end up changing form. Watch what this kid can do, especially when Harry Wilson comes back. He has a point to prove. I'm telling you, he is going to light it up on the wing, and then you're going to have Harry Wilson on the other wing. I think Daniel James is going to be the second best signing of the summer. Um, yeah, I think um, the way uh, I'll probably push a boat out a bit here because obviously I'm, I'm, I'm going a, a fair bit in advance, but I think Lino uh, is a great signing. I feel I feel sorry for Rodak, but you know, it is what it is um, right. at the end of the day. James, yes, I can see. Um, Steve, he where, gives Paul I mean, something I, that they're missing right now. Yeah, I, I think he's a great stopgap uh, up towards the World Cup when hopefully after World Cup, I, I think it's beginning of December or end of December, we get going again and hopefully Solomon is back. We'll see. So that gives us that we'll all definitely have Wilson back, right? Uh, which gives us mm-hmm. it gives us it gives us width on the pitch. Exactly, Stephen. That's something. Um, nothing against Bobby Decadover Reed and no, Miskins because they're doing their servant. job. Great, but, servant. great servants. Great servants. I love I love Miskins. I love Bobby Decker, but they're not. They know their limitations. If Push comes a child. Uh, they're not city. Um, I think. I think the interesting one is uh, Kasawa. Yes. Now that to me, I would say, is that that doesn't look like a silver signing. I know you and I talked about this. I know we're getting controversial. We're but, getting controversial. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that was a silver signing. Uh, okay. A guy, a guy, uh, yeah, he's PSG. He was on 90,000 yep. at PSG. Yes. Has not played for a year, and we signed him. Um, but if anybody out there has got an idea why we got him, I'm not saying he's, he's not going to be great, but why? It seemed a strange signing, put it that okay, way. Okay, I think that he was not their first choice. So let's just say that. I think he was their fallback. And eventually, well, it we turned out Mbappe. Mbappe, Neymar. We couldn't get them. So oh, okay, Steve. <laughs> but you know what? But you know what? Let's give Kurzawa a chance. Let's see what he can do. But right I now, agree. I agree totally. But I the agree. problem that Fulham have right now is that, and hopefully we'll find out sooner than later, the situation with Anthony Robinson. I'm saying his name again. Yes, 
Chris Goodwin's like, you're saying Anthony Robinson. I'm saying his name again because he has become a valuable part of this team, especially defensively. So I'm hoping that he's okay. But if he's not, will Krizawa be ready to go against Chelsea? Or are you going to be forced once again to play Mbabu on the left, which again, isn't ideal. And that would become a weakness. So we'll have to see how that goes. But Steve, overall, overall, give me a rating. Give me a rating for the window. Okay, uh, Leno, uh, probably, I'll probably go with eight out of ten. I'm okay. pretty conservative. I think Jade, uh, again, I'll probably go around about seven. I okay. think Vinicius, who I've seen, I think he's got, I'll give him seven, seven? but I think, okay. I think he could go right, he could be a lot better than that. Kassara, I don't think it's fair to give him a rating. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen him. So, you know, um, I'm not going to I'm not gonna uh, put a comment on someone I haven't seen even play. Uh, okay. It's not fair. It's not fair. Okay. not fair to play. Okay, how about William? Oh, God, now. <laughs> you mentioned that because we, you know as well as I do, we don't, we disagree. Um, no, we disagree on William. We disagree big time. Um, I, I'll, I'll give him a five. Give him a five. Okay. Let's move on. Let's talk about um, Issa Diop. Diop, again, haven't seen him play. Um, and he was fairly low down on the West Ham side of things. Um, yep. But... I'm a, you see, I, I'm, I'm kind of basically shoot me uh, my own argument down uh, in some senses because I think Silver, uh, Oblique, Boa, Morte, because I think they are a double act. Right. Um, they have got a hell of a lot more out of players that, that most people didn't think of. They sure so, have. So, you know, so I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold off up on that one okay because you know i don't okay. think it's fair to judge sure no worries on maybe one or two performances you know no um, worries how about kevin and babu and babu um wrong side he was wrong side of the pitch um i think he he's not as quick i don't think as uh kenny but it's um, a good crosser of the ball he, he is a superb bit of real on the pitch. 15 minutes, two absolute gems across okay. from each row. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think right side of the pitch where he belongs. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd sit definitely with him. No okay. two ways about it. Okay, how about Shane Duffy? Oh. Um, standing. Okay, okay. So you don't want to give a rating for him? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. No, no, no. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not being. Um, You're on the fence. You're on the fence. Come on, get off the fence, Spanish yeah, shadow. Not, get off the not, fence. Yeah, no, I'm not being detrimental to him, but I can't see what he's going to bring. Okay, okay. Fair point. Fair point. 
Paulina. I'm going to give Paulina a 10 out of 10. Paulina, I'll give 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. I would give him 11 out of 10. But I can see him missing vital matches because of bookings or possibly okay. red cards. Okay. He's got to calm it. Okay, Steve. Let's end with Minor Solomon. Again, he's injured. But overall, what are your thoughts of the signing? I think I think uh, for what we've got, I think he's. Uh, I can only work on what I've seen on the likes of YouTube and whatever. Uh, he loves it down the left wing. He like he likes bringing it inside uh, to either shoot or he can also is a great one at laying off the ball. To in our case would be the likes of Plino or a Pereira. Um, it's very difficult to judge. I, I think I'd give him a six at the moment because it's unfair again to judge. Um, okay. Okay. somebody I haven't seen, you know. Uh, actually, I mean, the biggest problem we've had this year is we've lost two players in really main positions, right? Down the wings, and that has really changed the whole dynamic of how we've got to play. Uh, so we are, rather than the wings, we're, we're tending to be more bring it in a little bit, you know, okay. towards the midfield, you know. Uh, so, you know, um, stuff happens. We okay. were a bit, I think we've been a bit unlucky, but okay. there you go. Okay, not a problem. Okay. The form shadow has chimed in. So, <laughs> I knew he would. Okay, but here is his window. 7.5. Steve, I'm going to go for an 8 for the form transfer window. How about you? Um, I'll go 8 just to uh, pay off Mr. Danilo. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you, okay, you're going to go 8, right? Yeah, just to, just to annoy him. Okay. Um. All right. All right. I'm just going to share some more comments here. Let's yeah. see what we got here from Wayne Walden Solomon. He's a great player. I'll give him a nine. We'll see if that comes true. Val says, I think an eight. This is from Eric Whittle. Agree, Steve. We need wingers. Okay. Well, hopefully we have the wingers, even though Steve doesn't rate William. We'll see if we have wingers, but very good. Yeah, I just, I just, William. What is your problem with it? Is it because he's a former Chelsea player? We'll talk about Chelsea in just a second. Is that your issue? Look, I love Chelsea with a vengeance. Okay, um, okay. See, I think this is a personal issue that you have with uh, I, I just think... I, I, I just can't see what he's going to bring. To, okay, to at 34 family. years old, he has all this experience. I think he hopefully still has some I, pace yeah, left. If he has pace left, from. he's going to yeah. give you something. I can see where Silver's coming from, but I just, I don't know. Um, prove me wrong, shoot me down, and I'll hold my hands up and say, Okay, yep. okay. well, I hope he proves you wrong, because that, that would against make my Chelsea. day. If he proves you wrong, that would make my day. against Chelsea, okay? I've got my knees and kissed his boots. Okay, okay, well, the form shadow agrees with you, Steve. I have major issues with William too. Selfish, arrogant, and not a team player. Hopefully, 
<laughs> and prove wrong. And I hope he proves both of you well, wrong. That would make my day if he proves you both wrong. Yeah, Mr. Benello can kiss his boots along with me. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. One last thing before we move on and we talk about Thomas Tuchel. This is from Val, and I agree with this. How much do you think Fulham have missed Harry Wilson? Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'd, I'd, I'd raise the, the other issue, uh, which is slightly off park. Should we have signed Nico Williams? Oh, I are think, you really going to go back to this? Oh, I, I'll just, I'll just put it out there, Russ. Okay. Just put it out there. Are you really going to go back to this? Okay. Steve has talked to me for the past three months about Nico Williams. <laughs> so now just, he's doing it on the podcast. Come on, Steve. I know. I just, I just think. I mean, he's playing. And by the way, in the background is his lovely wife. In case yeah, you're yeah. wondering, <laughs> Emma. Um, <laughs> no, I just, I just think I've watched Forest, and trust me, I, 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 I don't like Forest at all. Okay, but he seems to have been performing really well, and I just wonder. I mean, I think it's probably a, it's more of a general question. When. Um, when do you stop regarding how much money you're going to pay for players? Do you know what I mean? As far as the board are concerned, uh, yep. should we have gone an extra five million for him? Uh, DS, I don't really know what we want. Right. I apparently we offered 17, but do you go the little extra? I don't know. Well, that's a good question. Conversation for another show where we can another talk time. about. I agree totally, Russ. I agree totally. We can do a, a whole show about the director of football and how he oh, came good. up with the players that he came up with and did they spend yeah, money wisely. We can do a whole podcast about that. <laughs> okay, but to end the show, I definitely want to talk about Thomas Tuchel. Okay, this came as a surprise, Steve. Was this a surprise to you that he got sacked today? Yeah, totally, totally. Um, I mean, uh, people people had to go at Parker, uh, or rather Bournemouth, sacking Parker after only four games, I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Chelsea go, and Chelsea are a club who want to try and spend their way to the top. The trouble is they keep picking the wrong choices. Simple as that. But again, um, I can't see what Tuchel. I, did he lose a dressing room? I don't know. I won't get on to the fact that American owners, because again, as we've discussed many a time, Russ, it's a yep. separate subject. But um, I th I I think it, I think he's been harshly done. I agree, but here's the thing that I'll say about Tuchel, and I've watched Chelsea play, and he likes to play a certain way. I was listening to a show all about this this morning, on a show that you would feel very comfortable on. It's called Grumpy Pundits. Yeah, it, 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 it's a show on Sirius XM <laughs> FC, and. Yeah. Uh, and the pundits on Grumpy Pundits were talking about the fact that Thomas Tuchel doesn't really like strikers. And that's a fatal flaw with him. 
that he really doesn't like strikers. And then they go on and they bring in a bombing. It doesn't make sense. But in the end. Yeah. Apparently a bombing. Um, uh, he quotes the fact that he's, uh, he was really happy to be working under uh, two, uh, Thomas, etc., etc. And apparently they met for the, the total was from 59 minutes. And that is it. Um, okay. You know, Okay. I think so, I think the difference with I think the difference with Chelsea is they are a club who think they should be at the top, right? Um, and they demand everything. And what they do by demanding everything, here's all the money, go out and spend it, who you want, but yet they don't spend wisely. No, they don't. You pick out a player. Look at City. I mean, you got that bloody giant of uh, a man, Harland, who is, I mean, he's unbelievable. Um, and but City knew what they wanted. Pep Guardiola knew what he wanted, and he was going to go for him. And that is the difference with Chelsea. Chelsea getting bit players, you know, um, I. I mean, I've got no love for Chelsea at all. Never have done, never will do. But I, I still think they, they are a club who think they are better than they really are at the moment, who expect okay. they should be challenging for the title. Um, you know, look at, you know, I know it's an up and out. Look at uh, Liverpool. They just uh, got stuffed by Napoli. Are, you gonna, are, are they going to sack uh, Klopp? I don't no. think so. No, no, you know? but, yeah. But you know, listen, um, it's a shock. But the other part of the story is this: so they sacked Thomas Tuchel, and now there's interest in Graham Potter. And I think Graham Potter has a chance to be a wonderful coach. But this is the thing that concerns me and worries me at the same time. And, and I'm going to bring it back to Fulham. If you're a Brighton Hove Albion supporter, how do you feel about your club? giving permission to Chelsea to come after your manager. Now, again, there's a number that they had to reach, apparently, that I've been reading, that they had had to reach that they would have to pay to get Graham Potter, basically like a transfer fee. But yeah. what what does this say to Brighton Hove Albion supporters if you're willing to let your manager go? Um, I, think, I, I, think, I, think, I think this is horrible, by the way. And honestly, yeah. if Fulham did this with Marcos, I, we could take out Graham Potter and put in Marcos Silva. How would you feel if Chelsea came in for Marcos Silva? You say I, I you can have him because that's what's yeah. going on here. I think I'm I talking think about the Brighton Hove Albion owners. You could have him. Yeah. What? You could talk think, to him. Yeah, I think through time, if you look at managers who go from, let's say. Lower lower league uh, of the Premier League, yeah, and going up, very few have survived. Right, it's a different, it's a big difference between being a very good and Potter is a very good manager. Don't he get is. me wrong, I, I've got a hell of a lot of respect for him, but he's got a small budget, and he operates within that budget. And the trouble is, when you are then transferred to somewhere like Chelsea and you're given, well, he won't have that budget until January, but 
Right. Do you know, all of a sudden, you've got uh, Bright, uh, Brighton, you've got players who all get on with each other. All of a sudden, you've got a Chelsea, and you've got personalities, who, the big I am, and all that. And you've got to, as a manager, got to try and settle them down. Right. And that is, I think, is half the trouble. Why a lot? I, if I was Graham Potter, stay right, mate. See, he should not go. If I'm Graham Potter, you stay. Stay where you, you are, mate. And you build what you already have because at some point you're going to get sacked by Chelsea. Stay yeah, with I mean, what you have. You build something really nice yeah, at Brighton exactly. Hove Albion. Don't yeah. go to Chelsea. Yeah, it's a bit like um, the Southampton manager. Exactly. How many, how many people would sign it? He's going to be sacked from before he be, uh, right it begins. He's still there. I mean, the best thing that can happen to Chelsea is Scott Parker signs on a three-year contract, <laughs> and then we can uh, well, basically, I can watch championship games with Chelsea next season. So um, that's the best thing that can happen. Scott yeah, Parker, listen, go for it. Listen, I understand what, what Chris is saying. I think Brighton fans are realistic that Graham Potter would be signed by a much bigger club one day. Yes, yeah. and then, of course, yeah, I, agree, I get this as well, talking about the Roy situation with Liverpool, but it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make this right. I hated that at the time. I didn't like Roy Hodgson going to Liverpool. Obviously, it was a terrible fit. It was a mistake. Roy never should have left, but he went for the prestige yeah. of Liverpool. The, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. If you look at the history of managers who have gone from small teams to take over uh, big teams, yeah. it ends in failure. Nine times, well, I wouldn't say yeah. nine times out of ten, but quite often it ends in failure. Okay. Chris, I'm going to share this. Don't start with us, okay? I don't want to hear Roy who. Okay? Don't start with us. Yeah. We know how you guys feel about Roy Hodgson. We love Roy Hodgson. Steve, we've been talking for a long time. This has been great. I want to end with this okay. topic, okay? Let's end here. Let's end with talking about this because I think this is – a serious topic now. I'm going to ask you this. Is this Fulham's best opportunity to beat Chelsea in years? Um, if you'd asked me yesterday, Russ, yes. We, I, I think we would have uh, minimally draw, possibly a win. Um, wounded animals always fight back. That is the worry I've got okay. about Saturday. Um, okay. Uh, it, it can work two ways. There but it's a rudderless be. ship right now. It's a rudderless ship. I, I agree totally. Um, I think this is their best chance. I could be wrong. I think it's best chance in a long time. I Yeah, I mean, I've, I was at the cottage the last time we beat Chelsea. Okay. Um, and it was so much fun. Um, in more ways than one. because uh, a, they, This is a wonderful opportunity, Steve. I know what you're saying. And the negative part of your personality is coming out because you want to protect yourself. I get that. But for me, this is a wonderful opportunity. They had an opportunity two years ago at Craven Cottage. Then, of course, we had the situation with Anthony Robinson. But coming back to him. But I yeah, will tell yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. that you're right. You, think, this could be the think, wounded animal scenario, but this could also I, be I the run of the ship scenario. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I think irrelevant 
of whether Tuchel was there or he's gone, I still fancied a draw, but I also fancied us nicking a 2-1. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I'm just going to say right now, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to put. I'm going to put it out there right now. <laughs> Fulham are going to win two to one. I'm putting it out there right now. Yeah, yeah. You just stole my thunder. You knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your prediction, Steve. I'm going to go. I'm going to go one nil. I'm confident. I think okay. we're going to nick a one nil. Okay. Because we're going to, Chelsea is going to be packed. And, and I'm Chelsea, you, after, it's going to be a after, fortress. It's going to be yeah, a after, tremendous atmosphere. Yeah. After QPR and Brentford, um, Chelsea are probably the next on the list. They're not okay. our worst rivals. Uh, I think that probably comes down to uh, a mixed match between Brentford and QPR. But okay. uh, because a lot of older Fulham supporters who might be watching. Um, when you were young, and it, certainly if you born up, uh, brought up your Fulham, which I was, uh, it was Chelsea at home. You yep. go down, uh, you go down Stamford Bridge. Yep. Then you go down Fulham the next week. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you know that, that was how it was. Uh, I ended up Fulham because um, Dad was Chelsea. And my entire family were Fulham. Okay. Uh, so I had no choice. The family okay, Steve, 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 <laughs> Steve, we don't need the history of Steve Reynolds right now. It's time to wrap up the show. Okay. And I'm going to share this. You're, you're going through the Reynolds history. Val, our friend Val says, no, I hope we win, but they'll be up for this to prove they can win with a rulership for whoever yeah, takes over Chelsea. Yeah. That's your point. I, Val, I understand why you're agreeing with Steve, but Steve's actually going for a full victory, so we'll see what happens. Steve, all right, excellent show. This has been a lot of fun. This is our first show. Hopefully, if everything goes right, that will be on the Talk Sport Fan Network. I'm just going to mention that one last time. Cottage Talk is now part of the Talk Sport Fan Network, and we hope it helps grow uh, this podcast. We've been doing it for 11 years. This is a a big deal for me, and uh, I hope um, we see the results from that with more listeners for Cottage Talk. Yep. One last if thing. You're watching, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, push the little subscribe button just below. See, I, I beat you to it. I beat you to it. Good on you, man. The Spanish form shadow. I, I beat, beat you to it there, my friend. All right. Well, listen, this has been a great show. Steve, have it's you enjoyed yourself? It's been a pleasure, Robert. Okay. Well, I'm going to wrap up this show. For my friend Steve Reynolds, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.